What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. Matthew and I here on the show today. How are you doing, Matthew? We're feeling rusty. Feeling rusty. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like it's been a minute since we've had a, well, not a recording session, but a recording session where we're not in the same in the same place. So settling yeah, back looking, in to the normal pace. I'm looking at your face. It looks about like 240p resolution. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can hear you loud and clear. So yes, we're pumped for this episode today, man, because it's one that really resonated with me when I was down visiting with you guys a couple weeks ago. And I can't remember how it came up, but one of you was just like, yeah, stop apologizing for existing, you know? I, and I was like, how many times do I find myself saying sorry in the middle of my day? Oh, I'm so sorry about this. My apologies, this and that. For what? For, you know, literally like getting in someone's way as we're walking through a doorway at the gym or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Like being more, essentially what it triggered was a realization that I was using language and uh, the word and apologizing the word, sorry, in a little bit unintentional way. So uh, kick it over back to you, man. Like where does this concept come from and uh, how has applying it to your life I got to give, I got to give full credit to Tori for even putting this on my radar. Cause yeah, it was something was that say, we're like copywriting Tori right now. Yeah, essentially. Cause it was something that, and I don't even know what triggered her to start noticing it, but one day she just mentioned it to me, how odd it was about how that's kind of like the knee jerk reaction for people. Even if I've seen it happen now where somebody will get bumped from somebody behind them someone that they didn't even see, like will run into them. And then their first response is, Oh, sorry. Yeah. As if like, it's just ingrained into their system to apologize for being in the space that they were being and doing the thing that they were doing. And then someone else like (laughs) knocks into them. And so, but she, she was joking about it and she was like, do you think that would catch people really off guard? If it's just in the moment, whenever that happens, and someone goes, oh, sorry, 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 sorry for being here or like just getting right by you. You just stop them and say, hey, <laughs> don't ap- don't apologize for existing. Like you have every right to be right. exactly where you are, like moving in the way that you're moving. And just because we happen to collide here or that like I, you know, it's just it's so funny. And now that she brought it to my attention, I can't not notice it. And I think that it's kind of, I, I feel like we almost have to apologize for people who are listening to this because now it's going to be, they're going to notice it and it's going to, it, it doesn't drive me crazy, but I definitely am like, wow, it happens so often. And it's kind of just funny to witness that and then just become curious about how, because I think language is so important. And we've talked about how that kind of acts as a subconscious reminder to your brain about like the reality of your life. And so it just makes me curious about how potentially detrimental it is to always be apologizing or have apologizing be your number one reaction Reaction, when you encounter anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally thinking that exact same thing. Like the fact that that's your default mode to go into like a very put yourself down, minimize yourself. um, That is not something, yeah, that, that can have some downsides for sure. Oh yeah. And I feel like it can't not show up and if, cause it's, if it's so subconscious that it's become just a reactionary thing that you do, then that means that whatever synapses are firing in your brain, when that reaction is happening, is happening without you realizing it. Because if you realize that you wouldn't be doing it, but since you don't realize it, it's, 
it's very, very, very likely that it's showing up in that same exact non-noticeable way that it is when you're apologizing for everything, you know? So like you could be not the person in the wrong in any other department in your life. And just because of how you've like how you are, how you've been used to showing up in the world, like you might just be apologizing for something that you really don't need to be apologizing for. And, and like, if you weren't apologizing for it, you might actually find yourself in a much better place. So like, what, what does that look like? You know? Yeah. Like what are the consequences of throwing around words unintentionally? Like you, like you said, we are associating certain types of brain synapses. I have literally like, we need Huberman here. Doctor, please inform us. <laughs> we have obviously Come on like, down, Andrew. speculation, but, uh, based on like what both of us understand about the brain, I think it would make sense to assume that if your default mode is constantly apologizing, how is that going to translate to other areas of your life? For example, how you show up at work or how Mm -hmm. you show up in your friendships, personal relationships, the sports you play, the, the art that you create, like, are you going to be bold? Are you going to, um, you know, really take up space with the stuff that you create and speak your mind and explain your perspective openly and put it out there without fear of judgment? Or are you going to be like, well, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, man, there's a million photographers. Why even try, you know, though there's thousands of books being published every single day. Why me? Why would I create anything? And then, so that's kind of the bridge that I'd love to take this conversation towards and kick it back to you where it's like, taking it a step further, how can you stop minimizing how you show up in the areas of your life that really matter to you? Right. Or in, in my mind kind of goes to negotiation as well, because the, the sorries that I've encountered is typically when it's like two people collide, you know? And so then they're like, they're interacting in a way that it's like interactive. Right. And so it makes me think about like, what does that show up like in your work life? It's like, okay, usually if you, any idea that you have, you, it has to go through so many different iterations of like you having fortitude and seeing it through and and kind of like constantly iterating it. So if you're so used to when that first point of like contact comes up with another person who maybe has a different opinion on what your idea is and and your response is to be like oh yeah sorry maybe that wasn't a good idea like I don't know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and rather it's like it should be that that is just a normal thing that's going to happen with any idea even no matter how good it is if it if it becomes something it's going to go through multiple criticisms and just peaks and valleys of people like shooting it down and bringing it up so it's like but you can close yourself off from potentially having really good success just by the way that you respond to that initial controversy or that initial criticism. And, um, and so, yeah, I think just in terms of how do we pay attention to it, I think it's, it's just literally paying attention to it with your own language, with uh, just tr- trying to draw some attention to the way that you speak about yourself in every situation and just also pay attention to it at the grocery store. That's where I feel like I hear it a lot. And in your own language, if somebody bumps into you, I try to say, excuse me rather than sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, I don't know. (laughs) That's my little solution, but uh, I would say just try to be aware of it because I, it definitely matters. And the words that we speak show up in our subconscious mind and um, translate to our physical reality we could go talk another two hours or we could cut it off right here, man. What do you think? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, love this topic, man. It's I, a I really mean, good topic. Um, um, I don't know. You have any other any any fires burning inside that you need to let out, dude? Just this is this is it. As far as I'm concerned, the key to basically like anything is overcoming this self-talk that we have that stifles us from doing what we want to do. So I have it all the time. Uh, you're not publishing enough podcasts. You know, you fucked up the video at work. You, you know, you're late to this, whatever, like, dude, you start to like tell yourself a story that you're somebody that's not successful in what you do, or you're not talented. And like, these stories are just not helpful at all. And like, I hear that some people figure out how to completely silence all of it or most of it. Actually, I kind of take that back, dude. Like you actually hear some people do, but a lot of people, even successful people are constantly because they're pushing themselves. And like right now I've been put in a situation where I'm challenged quite a bit in a new areas, new skills. Um, so it kind of comes with the territory. So I'm like embracing it and just feeling not necessarily anxiety and stress in a negative way, but trying to turn it into a positive way. And um, I guess I see... Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, that's what's going on in my life. What's new with you? I don't know. I was just thinking about kind of thinking more on this subject as you were just talking. And I think this whole episode and just the main important lesson that I try to take away from this too, is just that every single like dialogue that you have with yourself is so important. And, and I think, you know, you're probably right. It is probably impossible to have, you can't just have like zero negative thoughts, right? Like that's just going to happen. That's Zen Buddha. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, it's not about not having negative thoughts. It's about knowing which thoughts to attach to and which ones to kind of just ignore. And I think that's something that's really powerful. And we've talked about that a lot on this show, but um, just really paying attention to that and understanding your own power in the decision-making of knowing that you don't have to attach or cling to a, a thought that passes through your mind, especially if it's not serving you, especially if it gives you like a weird feeling in your stomach or just something that gives you a reason to get down on yourself. Like those are the things that are pretty critical to ignore if we want to be like enjoying a happy and healthy life. Um, and then especially those stories too, about that you're telling yourself, like I've even done this certain times where you just mess up a tiny little thing What you might be like typing or, or like you drop something while you're doing the dishes and that initial reaction sometimes can be like, Oh man, I'm such an idiot or fuck. I mm, fucked that one up. Yeah. Like I'll, I always do this. And it's like, I those do. things are important say, too. Kyle, you fucking idiot. To myself. <laughs> yeah, then, I say, I've been there. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, that's not how you talk to yourself. Would yeah. you, can, cause like I've heard a million people say this, but like, uh, would you say that to somebody else? It's so yeah, funny how we treat ourselves. Right. Would you say it to a friend that you respect? Never. So we treat ourselves with way different standards than we'd treat someone else. Yeah. Just sure. like love, love yourself, you know? Yeah. Love <laughs> yourself and be willing to take up space in whatever you're doing in a, yeah. you know, in a healthy conscious way. There's limits to that. Of course, like there's always two sides of it. You can go too far and step on other people's toes in a negative way that can, you'll learn, you know, yep. that's, that's part of the process too. So, um, yeah, it's like a constant balance of like being bold, being humble and being curious, you know, like you have to, 
be bold enough to like put yourself out there and take chances. You have to have the humility piece because you don't want to come across as arrogant and no one's ever going to give you a chance. And then you also probably won't get the opportunity to learn as much because no one wants to tell no one wants to teach anything to a know-it-all. They kind of wanted to see them right. try it, try it on them, their, themselves and fail. And yeah. then the third one, what, what was the third one that I said? Bold, humble. Oh, and curious. Just because curious, you gotta, man. you gotta be curious about stuff and figure it out and follow it and see where it leads and try to create stuff. Um, yeah, I feel, but I mean, I say that like, it's just an easy balance to find. Those are all basically like contradicting <laughs> things in a lot of ways. <laughs> but I think having yeah, those three pillars are kind of important. Yeah. I definitely think that the balance that I don't know, I've, I've never thought about those three specifically, but kind of the balance between uh, taking up space and knowing when it's your place to just go with the flow, you know, respect somebody else, you know, it, to me, it's happened in my personal and romantic relationships where I'm having a conversation with somebody and, my initial reaction to them, whatever it is that they're talking about is usually to like add my opinion on what they're saying. And there's times where that's nice. And a podcast is a great example. Like this wouldn't be very fun if I was just sitting here listening to you, (laughs) which I did on the Wilmer episode. And that was our best episode ever. So maybe I should sit here and listen to you tell stories, man. Um, But I've learned that there's time and a place to just listen and, uh, I guess not necessarily minimize yourself, but understand when, when it's the time to take up more space in an interaction and when it's the time to let the other person take up the space, the energy in the room. Uh, man, this, this is like the people who master this, if you're ever around them, like I think you and Tori are pretty much masters of this, where you just feel comfortable around them. Like you don't, you feel at at peace, at ease. Like it's really hard to like define how this shows up, but, um, yeah, it's a constant practice, man. I, uh, I bumped into a guy at the gym the other day and I caught myself and I was like, I didn't say sorry. I was like, Oh, he, he hit me hard. Like like, massive dude. He rocked me. (laughs) Yeah. Jacked me up, dude. And I was like, yeah, but, uh, did he apologize? No, dude. He just went insane. <laughs> he's like, fuck, man. He's, take, he's taking our <laughs> advice. <just> like, oh. <laughs> he's, he's really not apologizing for existing. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think we're at a good place. Uh, hopefully this one resonates. I've talked to a few people about this idea. And so far, just the concept, I think we're going to start to notice it even more now that we've had a podcast about it. But the concept oh, yeah. of not apologizing for any little thing. Uh, be you take those up apologies space. when you really make mistakes how about that yeah that's a really good way to end it because there will be plenty of those <laughs> <laughs> for everybody no shit <laughs> all yeah. right until next time uh we are out of here matthew got any final words that's it we'll see you see everybody next time peace